it's definitely okay. a, a, a that little. That is not the podcast. It's definitely a little different. Didn't, I, that's not what this is about. Can we story. talk about someone else in peril? <laughs> we certainly will for the next 45 minutes, I'm sure. Hopefully it doesn't go that long, because I don't really want to talk about this movie for 45 minutes. We will, because I have a lot to say. Do you know? Really? I remember yeah. when we saw this in theaters. We're going to have to get into that, for sure. Um, <laughs> but just uh, first off, hey everybody, welcome back to Collector's Corner. Back to John's week. He picked... Uh... I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm already going to apologize in advance. Uh, yeah, I, this yeah. is where you can cl- you can click off the episode. He, um, uh, he decided to pick a movie called Everest. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. thought it was Deepwater Horizon, only the brave, wasn't it? 2012? No, okay, just depressing movies. All these, I just yeah, wanted to name more depressing sad, films. Depressing that I movies. Like. No, but like, that's the thing uh. is, we put this in a poll. We put you had in the heart of the sea, and then you had Everest. And then people voted on this. I think we had like a total like maybe like thirty or something votes, but like people wanted Everest. Amount. I'm proud of that. <laughs> yeah, they did. Why? Why did you guys want Everest? You wanted to make us sad. But you first of all, you cry. picked it, so I mean, you put it into the the the, the universe that into like, the we metaverse. Might, we might have to actually watch <laughs> this movie and review it. For I could the have picked anything, those movie dudes. Uh, which is fine because guess what? I haven't seen this movie, and I know that you guys went and watched this movie together in college. Uh, I didn't go with you guys. I remember Nate was very drunk that day, and like you pulled him out of bed, and you're like, "Hey, you know what, Nate? You need to snap out of it. Let's go, let's go. Let's go see a movie. Let's go see Everest. It just came out." And then you guys literally went and watched Everest. Came back, and I One, don't, I don't yeah. remember what you guys said Nate, about it. I don't it, know, honestly. I, I was gotta say, at time. I gotta say, what? I don't think there were very many other times where just Nate and I decided to go see a movie. Yeah, well, it's, it's one of the rare times that so I passed out. Movie. Day drunk on the couch in our DLC dorm, <laughs> and I just remember waking up and I had sobered up. And John was just like, "Hey, we're gonna go see Everest in like twenty minutes." I was like, "Okay, okay sure," but <laughs> it, it it's it's still stuck with me. I I still remember quite a bit of it. Do you remember if we got popcorn or not? You probably did. I usually did because I think I would go in there and I would I would <laughs> I'd use my employee discount quote unquote and be like oh, yeah man. no i work at three years ago so i should get a free movie uh or oh, i worked every at a, day. sorry <laughs> i worked at my local movie theater that also happens to be a part of your theater chain write my name down i get to see this for free but then i would always buy concessions and they would still be mean to me about it or still just like be very standoffish and like grumpy about the fact that i got to see a free movie like come on well, the thing is, because like, I, I remember hearing that they actually don't even let their own employees go and see as many free movies as they let us see. Um, That's fucking hilarious. And they also didn't let them go and see new release films on like the opening weekend. That's stupid. And that's when you would Wait, go the when most. when we would go, obviously, of <laughs> You'd course. You'd go Thursday night preview screenings. Uh, <laughs> you would definitely stretch your limits uh, for your employee discount there. But uh, here's what I wanted to ask, though, is because this movie was kind of one of the last movies to have that like 3D trend that was very popular from like 2010 to 3D. 2015. Yeah, because remember like, mm-hmm. most movies were released in sure. 3D. You can go and see it on IMAX 3D or just regular 3D or 2D. And sometimes like only the 3D showing was like aligned to your schedule and you're like, fuck, I don't want to see it in 3D. Like, I want to see it in just 2D. <laughs> but you would have like no <laughs> choice and you have to go see 3D anyways. That was like that, those like five years where it just was just very like prominent. And I think even, I had to see... Uh... Endgame in 3D. Um, it, oh, Avengers. It, like, and I, I don't know why. I think that was because we happened to see it at the dine-in. 
So that was a three hour and seven minute film in 3D. And God, I really don't like 3D. Yeah, because like nowadays does a you don't see 3D at all. I mean, most it's they stupid. don't even bother with that anymore. And, and and a lot of movies were just kind of post converted in 3D. However, Everest was shot in 3D. So do you remember seeing this movie oh, in 3D what? or did you see it in 2D? It was not in we 3D. We did not see this in 3D. Oh, damn, I mean, okay. no. That was like. One or did of the we? I don't remember. We didn't. I to ask about no. It. Okay. Um, no, I think I've only seen maybe like four, maybe four movies in 3D, maybe five. Oh, we've seen so many more. Holy shit. Imagine the depth that you could see of those mountains in 3D, oh. those big, wide shots, especially when they're like climbing in the beginning. You feel like you're on the mountain with them, you know? Yeah, but like during that time as well, like certain movies were just kind of like leaned into the gimmick of 3D. So like if you watch it now on like Netflix, it makes no sense. A perfect example of that is the very Harold and Kumar Christmas that was all shot in Sorry, 3D, what? and there's so many like 3D gags <laughs> of like and like Jackass 3D. I mean, like the whole movie mm-hmm. like is just meant for like things to be coming at the camera. But like if you watch it now, like ten years later, it just kind of was like, all right, well, like what's their obsession with POV so much? <laughs> like why are things flying at me? But uh, yeah, I mean that's ridiculous. This was kind of like the one of the last movies to get that 3D release. Um, but um, it's coming back with Avatar too. They're James Cameron's I mean, going to bring of, it back. Of, and of, that's of all be worth films, it. oh, of have all to films to bring it back, like you kind of have to, cause since yeah. that is kind of where it all began in the first place. The whole 3D just kind of obsession uh, yeah. with these big popcorn movies. I mean, yeah, I'd be, I, I I'm going to go see it in 3D. You kind of fucking have to. It's almost like going back in time to go see Avatar in 3D again in 2022. So, in a sense, um, but. Like, but like I said, I hadn't seen this movie before. I didn't go with them to the theaters to, to watch Everest. So this is my first time watch. So uh, I, it wasn't streaming on any platform as well. I looked it up on like just watch. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna have to rent the fucking five dollars on Amazon Prime. Instead, I wouldn't got the Blu-ray. <laughs> Bull Moose for oh, six dollars. <laughs> yeah. I only spent three ninety nine on Amazon. Oh, uh, it was like four ninety nine. Wherever I think it was Apple TV that I was looking on. But uh, I was like, for a dollar well, more, it... I could just own it. <laughs> so I dropped <laughs> it. Now you have it forever, and you I can be depressed whenever you want now. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like if I'm gonna rent it and it's gonna expire in twenty four hours, like that's just that's gonna piss me off for like an extra week. I'm going to be thinking about that more than I'm thinking about just if I just buy it and just throw it on the shelf and never think about it for the rest of my life. You get um, in the car in the morning and just grip your steering wheel really hard and just scream yeah, as loud as just, you can because you have to rent that a movie. a little bit better now that I yeah. can at least put it on the shelf and never watch it again <laughs> <laughs> or try to just trade it fucking in. Fucking Everest. Uh, God fucking damn years. it. Uh, yeah. well, that, I mean, that being said, I still own 12 Years of Slave. Why did you decide to pick Everest? Yeah, so uh, I think the, the reason I chose this one i think my theme was disaster films i guess in a sense or just like kind of depressing in a sense does that like natural disaster almost films or just just films where these people are put in some very precarious and unsettling situations and i'd seen it only one time again in theaters with nate in 2016 2015 whatever and to be fair i really wanted in the heart of the sea to win because i feel like that movie was very under the radar and got out overshadowed by uh, star wars force awakens but you know, that's neither here nor there. So, and, and to be fair, when we have these choices, sometimes I feel just the utmost amount of pressure because Spencer will message us in the chat and be like, make sure you have your picks, make sure you have your picks, make sure you have your fi- picks, guys. And, you and then I start to have a panic attack. It. And, pick and then movie. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, fuck. And then I flip through my movies really fast. And I'm like, 
Uh, okay, those two might be good double features. I don't know. We'll pick one of those. Everest. So that's what happened. That's why I, I can tell. Everest. I mean, I can I can definitely tell when that happens, yeah. and that happens basically every single time. Which is why I think maybe this new concept show would be entertaining, uh, because we could be like, "No, John, <laughs> you need to go back to the drawing board and figure it out." Yes. <laughs> What's yes. going to be a better over. episode than a depressing fucking movie about a true story of a bunch of people that die on Everest? Um, that's fine. If that's you fun. can't tell, we're kind of prolonging the process of actually talking about the film uh, no. because. It is going to be a depressing experience. But, Nate, what did you remember about watching Everest in theaters with John? I just remember the spectacle and then just a lot and a lot of just very depressing whitewashed scenes. (laughs) Whitewashed. But one thing I forgot was how stacked the cast was. Like, when I saw everyone just kind of popping up and... They would all turn around. I'm just like, oh my god, you're in this? <gasps> that was you like my main this? draw. Oh my god. Well, there you um, go. But yeah. Well, since this Thank is you your film, question. this is Everest, why don't you tell the good people listening what this film is, who's in it, who directed it, what the plot is, what the little critical acclaim is, if there is any. Absolutely. Be happy to. Yeah, so this is actually a true story about uh, a group of climbers uh, that were from different companies that were forced to kind of team up. Uh, 1996 they they spent about a month below Everest training getting themselves kind of ready to climb climatized um if that's I don't even know if that's a real term climatized probably condition yeah that's when yeah yeah Yeah, they're getting themselves ready they do a bunch of free climbs they arrived in what they arrived in March and then they just like they decided to go May 10th so I mean they had like yeah it's it's like a three month and or no yeah it's almost a three month endeavor just to yeah oh March, May, yeah, I guess. They got there in the end of March. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so this movie has Jason, a pretty stacked cast. I mean, I say stacked cast, but then I say Jason Clark is the lead, so it doesn't really feel <laughs> that stacked. But That's how I felt when we saw it in the theater. I'm like, how is this guy the lead? Why is Jason, shouldn't Jake Gyllenhaal be the lead? No, he's not. He's just kind of a drunk. But yeah, so Jason Clark's in it. Jake Gyllenhaal, Josh Brolin, John Hawk, Sam Worthington, speaking of Avatar, Robin Wright, Emily Watson, Vanessa Kirby, Mia Goth, and Kira Knightley. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Mia Goth. I had to throw Mia Goth list. in there. I had to throw Mia Goth. In I saw, there. but the just thing is, like, dude, I, what's so she funny? Came up, I was like, whoa, holy shit, Mia Goth. What the fuck? Why is Mia she Goth in this movie? So recognizable. Anyway, she was out of focus for ninety percent of the scene she was in, and I knew it was her without even seeing her face. Oh, like I could see her out of focus face. And I was like, that's Mia Damn. Goth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, has a 7.1 on IMDb, 73% critical, 68 audience, a 3.2 on Letterboxd. Yeah. I had never seen this movie before, and um, a couple of months ago, back towards like Oscar season, Nate messaged me like out of the blue. I was like, oh, I just watched a really good movie. You should check it out. It's called like The Summit of the Gods or something. I'm like, yeah, okay, that is correct. Yeah. If you tell me to watch a movie, I'm going to watch it. Uh, and so I checked it out, and it's basically like an animated film about this, like these two, or this guy that was like obsessed with, with like with like cli- uh, climbing Everest, and this journalist was like trying to follow him. But it's all in, like animated, and it's in this like kind of like two D type of like animation. It's really cool. Um, and so when I watched that movie, it was really good. I was like fascinated about uh, people who were trying to climb Everest. So I looked up a bunch of Everest stories, and this obviously was like one of the top ones, like the whole 1996 tragedy. Like it was like the most deadliest year ever of like yeah. so many people died trying to climb Everest and it's mainly on like the, like, the descent down and like when they were trying to like mm-hmm. get down towards like base camp like that's when like uh, most of like the deaths ended up happening but I mean unfortunately a lot of the people were caught up in like the, the storms that just came through and just were, that is 
The saddest fucking part <laughs> yeah, is that I mean, part. That was, because, like, awful. imagine the, the drive to get to the top. Because there's multiple scenes in this movie where people are, like, so close to the top. They're at the Hillary step. They're at the South Summit, whatever it may be. I don't know all the names of the shit on Everest. The fact that I know that is enough. But, um, like, impressed. they're so close, you know. And then the fact they have this turnaround time of 2 p.m., right? And uh, I forget. What's the name character? main character's name Doug. i mean rob oh, hall jason, rob. rob rob jason clark's character is like trying to be really strict his base camp is also trying to like relay the information like okay you guys should probably turn the fuck around now um and also sam worthington is like you should probably turn around which why was he in this movie either he was like a i mean he was the guy on the radio the mountain. base camp i mean trying to like yeah he was give, a f- give assistance and yeah. stuff yeah um, yeah he was but, also a fellow climber he was on a different summit Right, so he right, right, was right. like seeing it from a different perspective. Right, he like cool. he saw the storm, but they didn't because it was like going up at them. Yep, and he's right. like, oh shit. Yeah, which it, is it, like it, the, the saddest part is like the stuff that happens. It's like they're so driven to get the top. They spent almost two months trying to get here, and some of which have done this another time and didn't go because of whatever situation. You know, either whether it was health related or weather related. Um, the fact that they're so driven to get up there and then they can't get down is just damn that's brutal it's gnarly well that was uh, everest uh... <laughs> it's is that the whole movie i wasn't trying to spoil basically it, no i mean yeah it's a tragedy people ended up dying in this movie for sure i mean you kind of expected that going into this i mean this is based on a true story it, it kind of sets you up and, the, and and plus there's a lot of foreshadowing in the first half of the movie of just like a lot of the guys having kind of like superstitious kind of thoughts like Josh Brolin was like he called his wife out of the blue and she's like you okay like this is kind of weird this is out of the ordinary and, he's, and she like they hang up and she's like oh I think he's scared like he must be scared of like trying to go and do this because I mean ultimately what ends up happening to him I and mean, he ends up surviving spoiler I mean whatever but uh, he gets I mean he has he lost both both of his hands and like, he lost like a lot of his nose and stuff from frostbite and also just like. When Kira Knightley was like saying goodbye uh, to Jason Clark at the airport at the very beginning, and was just like, she's pregnant, and she's like, "Oh, like you better be back for his birth and everything." And it's like, "Oh, you know he's gonna fucking die here now." Thank you for setting that up. Uh, so there's a lot of like kind of cliche foreshadowing that I kind of caught in the first half because I'm, like I said for the fourth time, I haven't I hadn't seen this film before. Um, but like, I I knew that a lot of people were gonna end up dying here. Um, it's a good point. The yeah. shot of Jason Clark like on the on the jetway as he's walking down to the plane and then he turns around and he's and he mouths like I love you and like she doesn't want to say it back cuz she's worried yeah. about that he won't come back and it's obvious it's very obvious even not know even if you had no idea this was a true story it does end up being very predictable in terms of who's going to make it who's not going to make it especially with with his character I think like what we kind of have like hinted at uh, at the beginning was just like one of the biggest draws to this movie is the stacked cast. Like I, I knew that like Jake Gyllenhaal was in the movie and like Josh Brolin and uh, Jason Clark, whatever. Sure, I mean I don't know if we can call him a star, but he's in a lot of like interesting things. He's B list. He's been in some big movies though. Uh, for some reason, whenever I see Jason Clark in the movie, I kind of just think like I'm gonna be bored. But it ends up being like a <laughs> movie poor guy. I, I for some reason I don't know why, but he ends up delivering really good performances, and I actually think that. Uh, Jason Clark gives the best performance in this movie. Uh, I think he has yeah. the most material to work with in terms of like the emotional scenes and stuff. Because I mean, you have Jake Gyllenhaal; he's kind of just a drunk and he's kind of like a, the life of the party kind of guy, and just you know, just very determined to do it. But he's just ends up just his it's ego either. gets the best of him. 
Uh, and Josh Brolin, for some reason, Josh Brolin to me has like that Tom Cruise effect where like I only see Josh Brolin <laughs> as this is like 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 tough and gritty like Texan kind of guy. So like. He, he did. I don't know. Just for it's some reason, he's I was not as a list as Jason Clark. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's because he's more a list than Jason Clark. So you see, but, Jason uh, Clark he, is almost a real human being. Yeah, he's and just you also Jason have, like, Clark. He's doing the New Zealand accent as well, and same with <laughs> Kieran Knightley. Kieran Knightley's doing the New Zealand accent. Um, yeah, but I, I just I think Jason Clark had the most emotional scenes uh, in this movie. But they kind of forget about did. him in, that, in, in the second act. They kind of just like we're like, all right, like. You kind of know what's going to happen to him. So let's move on to these other characters. <laughs> well, and speaking of a, of a stat cast, they have a lot of characters to go to. I mean, they have Jake Gyllenhaal. They have Sam Worthington. They have Keira Knightley every now and then. They even have, uh, what's the woman's name that, that plays the, the base camp Emily operator? Watson. Emily Watson, who I, I liked her. I like also like the doctor. Elizabeth Debicki. Is that her, Elizabeth? Tenet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. From Tenet. Yeah, I love her. She's Dude, amazing. I, I sat up in my seat when she came into the tent. I was like, no way. Oh, really? Debicki. Okay. She's I saw amazing. Mia Goth like and I went six to two. midnight and jumped out of my chair. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Um, uh, <laughs> she plays a child in the movie. But it Do is what it is. we have to restart this? Maybe. <laughs> 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 um, why isn't Mia Goth's name on the poster? What the because fuck? Because she was I what think maybe 16? this was her like second role in the movie. Imagine I mean, they they replaced the Jason Clark wellness with Mia Goth though. Like Mia Goth plays Jason Clark's character, and then side Jason note. Clark plays her character. Sorry. Side note. Side note. Side note. Does anybody own a cure for wellness? No, but I saw it in theaters. Oh, of course Nate does. Just um, saying, at some point, doesn't have to be anytime soon. Just at some point, I would love to rewatch that movie. Because I didn't love Same. it, but for some reason, I just have had the urge to watch that movie again. And it's I think it's mainly because of Mia Goth. But for some reason, I just really want to watch that again. Um, and that could make oh for an interesting episode. But just that's... love to talk about that. Can we just talk about Curve Way yeah. down the line. Um, <laughs> I didn't put on all my winter gear to sit and talk about a cure for wellness, okay? Yeah, we got to be okay. injecting ourselves with some like syringes for that. Um Holy shit. Yeah, so Ooh. and getting your teeth knocked out and drilled into. Hmm? Please. Um it's nice to feel something. But, but yeah, so for you guys, I mean this is kind of like an interesting rewatch because I I now own the Blu-ray and I can't say that I really want to rewatch this anytime soon. But uh for a second time watch, Nate, what do you think about this one? I thought this one was really cool. Get it? <laughs> you fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger from Batman and Robin. You moved the fucking ice. Uh, and cold are we going for the ice punch? Let me take a drink from that one, Nate. <laughs> All right, well, let's go take ice an cold. ice hike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I just—it's weird. When I we first saw this, I remember it getting a lot of flack, and I don't know if it's just because it Jason was a movie Clark. about history, and it was just. A, a big cast and they're all climbing the mountain and people thought it was predictable or whatnot. But now that I went back and watched it, I got really invested because of how stacked the cast was and how well they worked together because having Emily Watson, Elizabeth Debicki and like Sam Worthington in the tent at base camp and they have to contact everybody like Martin Henderson. He was also in it and he was in like X. He was in Grey's Anatomy a lot he he did great as well like just this whole cast was and they were all in different parts of the mountain so they all had like different perspectives like rob and doug 
Doug's kind of the reason that Rob doesn't make it. Yeah. And you can kind of see that on his face because Doug's like, I want to, I got to make it. I, I got to do this. And they're two hours late from their turn time. They don't go back down till four o'clock. Jason Clark, just the look on his face, you see him contemplating, am I going to let this guy do this? If I do, who's, what's it going to cost? Yeah. And it leads to one of the most like un, up, unsettling and upsetting scenes with Doug. When you just, you look at him and you just realize that he's at the end of his rope. Is all I'll say. <laughs> you with the puns um, today. <laughs> this one's set right up for it. Yeah, it's, you know, this, but, yeah, that's but, a good one. But just when they all see the storm coming and then there's a cool shot where it's like looking up at Jason Clark, he's looking down and then the camera like wings up over his shoulder and then it's behind him and then you just see the storm just come and like engulf him. That's terrifying. I'm afraid of deep, dark water. That might be like my second biggest fear is just having a whiteout storm that you can't see two feet in front of you. Sure. Like the fact that these experienced hikers had to stop and turn back because of how bad these storms get. Like I can't imagine being 25,000 feet in the air, getting 80, 100 mile per hour winds and just ice and snow hitting you in the face. Like I don't, that takes a lot of mental preparation on top of the physical, which is quite admirable and it sucks what happened. But these guys were kind of warriors in their own right, just even making this attempt. The drive and passion to do something that like seems impossible, but yet they have this like inflated ego in a sense to pull it off and like to the determination to do it. I mean, so many people like the, I think it was the John Hawks character. I forget like, the actual name of these characters are. I just know the actors. But, like, he was the mailman that Doug. kind of just, like, had to his Doug. Doug. Yes, Doug. Yep. Um, and, like, he was just basically, like, he was so close to reaching the summit. And, like, but he was struggling so hard to, like, I think it was, like, the coughing or the breathing or something that he was having a hard time with. His oxygen. Well, his oxygen yeah. levels a professional were climber, which is and, the, yeah, which is the, the thing, thing here is. They're he w paying Rob to bring him up the mountain, which is right. why a lot of these guys are struggling. Same with Beck, Josh Brolin character, and the guy you're talking about, Doug. And that's what makes it even crazier right. is they're, they're paying him sixty grand to get him up there. $65,000 to do this. It's an, like, yeah, no, it's very much a thing. Which is just yeah. insane. Like, it just, and, and that's the thing. It's just like the, the drive and the passion to do something so fucking crazy. Like, Dude. I don't even I don't even have anything remotely close to that in my life. Like I need to go and do this. It's a crazy favorite characters to accomplish. Dude, one of my favorite <laughs> characters that we haven't even talked about yet is Yasuko, the the Japanese lady who. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. she like, um, did like, the most amount of peaks or something. Yeah, she she did, so she did the seven them. summits, which is the tallest mountain on each continent, and Everest yeah. was the last one for her, right? And that was that was a big moment yeah. in the film too, like when they like kind of like huge just fucking she, and her came together, and like seven, like you've done seven summits, like big deal. That's shit. huge. That's like and he kept yeah. saying arigato, and just arigato. like oh yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah. thank you, thank you. I don't like, know if she was yeah. the first Japanese woman to summit the mountain. But I thought that maybe that's what they were alluding to. I don't, I don't know if that's one hundred percent true, but the fact that she did that, and then what ultimately happens is just. Oh, it's true. Uh, it's so sad. But another thing I wanted to mention is that something I didn't remember the first time around and what I noticed the second time around is the amount of time that it truly takes for them to to do this. Like, Because they're at base camp three or four, right? And it's like midnight. And then yeah, Jason Clark. Yeah, I think Clark, it was base camp four. Camp yeah. four or whatever. And there, you can see the summit from there. Like it's up another hill that doesn't look that high, but it's pretty fucking high. 
and uh, it's like midnight, and they're like, this is the good time. The weather's cleared up. Let's go do this. And then by the time they get there, it's like 14 hours later. Like they've been climbing mm-hmm. legitimately on low oxygen for 14 hours, and they're exhausted, and then they have to go down. Plus there's a fucking massive deadly storm coming in, and then we get we get this parallel action to Sam Worthington and down to base camp and stuff, and like two days go by. Who could possibly survive that? It's just such a depressing endeavor that these people are on, and like you just see it in the bottom left hand corner like twenty four hours later or something like that, and it's just you, brutal to think about how you, they could be up there that long. You know who does survive though? That's Josh fucking Brolin, bro. Well, he's yeah. Thanos. So. Back. <laughs> yeah. I... And see, I forgot. Like when we first saw the movie, of course we saw what happened. But then as I was watching this, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, all right, who lives? Because I kind of remember both of them and just like fleeting images of like where they ended up, but I couldn't yeah. remember which one of them made it or who didn't type of thing. But it's just so sad because. You just you see Josh Brolin's character just walking and that reporter who like summits with him. Yeah. He just looks at him like back when they thought they left him. They left him well, because they thought he was for, dead. Well, that and they were he was also actively waiting for uh, Mike. No, he was waiting for Rob to come back because Rob passes him initially and he's like, oh, you're having some some issues with your eyes. OK, I'll come back for you or something like that. And then he's never able to come back past the Hillary step because he's trying to help Doug for hours and hours and hours. And then Beck eventually tries to get up and, and move on. But he does get help, I think, down to either base camp four or three. But then that's when he's on the ground with uh, what's the yes, her and then one other character. Else, yeah. And it shows him getting covered with snow you get that shot of it's like zooms out from him with the music so you just expect that that's his expiration like that's it sure but then his eyes open he just gets that one last gasp and he sees his wife saying come on get up like in the kids and stuff and i thought that was like when i first saw this i didn't like his character because i thought he was just kind of an arrogant prick but this time going around seeing him walking back and then they all see him like how does this guy make it down there alone i wonder if that's true and makes it if that's if that's how like was he really laying there for like almost 24 hours and then got up well and i mean back? he's the sole survivor i mean i think he's written a book about it i mean this is based on mm-hmm. a novel called into thin air i believe uh mm-hmm. which was a novel that I, I remember hearing about i think my parents read it and like we kind of raving about it long before this movie was even like announced and then when the movie was in production, they started to cast it, and they were like, "Yo, Into Thin Air was getting made into a movie. It's gonna be called Everest. Huge cast." I'm like, "Oh, this sounds good," but I just like the story. I just knowing that you're about to watch like a tragedy on screen, just like it doesn't really get me excited to go and see it. That's why I haven't yet to even watch it. Um, therefore, I bought the fucking Blu-ray. Uh, yeah. So anytime I want to watch it again, I can. I, I do think that this movie, uh, one of the, some of the best things it had going for it was that it, it did a good job of building tension in the scenes that it needed to. Uh, there was sure. one in particular, like when like the when I think it was Beck's character, Josh Brolin, was like crossing the uh, ledge with the ladder and just falls off. Yeah, and then just, yeah, the and then he and then Rob has to come and save him. Jason Clark, and then he's like, "I'm paying you sixty five thousand dollars. Like, you better fucking like get your shit together and like train these and or not make us wait in line anymore or something." Because they waited like an hour to cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that bullshit. That's another the, one of the issues is how Everest is like a business, where where there's like 
dozens and dozens of people up there. It's like you're waiting in line at Disneyland or he says something right. like that. And they're Where, even more so now. Right. Like, I'm sure it's even worse now. And that's that was that's kind of 90s. like the, and that's kind of like the talk of like the 1996 was the most deadliest year uh, in history of Everest. Well, 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 did the avalanches in 2014 did that kind of cross? That was worse. That, that I think that was worse. That, oh man, that's obviously horrible. But yeah, uh, at, at the time, worse. 1996, that was kind of like at the height of like people kind of commercializing Everest and being like, everyone mm-hmm. come and mm-hmm. let's let's. Uh, Let's hike Everest and stuff, but just a lot of people ended up dying that year because of just the the brutal conditions of weather and whatnot, and just outlying factors. Um, it's not only a business, but these people with some big egos trying to summit a mountain that is deadly and that and that <laughs> working against you, you. You see represented in uh, in Scott Fisher, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, just the fact that like he was so weak his body was just like completely just worn out by the time he had to bring like that extra that guy down to the base camp yeah. and he's like no, no no like i'm gonna catch up and, and, and meet you to the summit like i'm gonna do it and he injects himself with some sort of like adrenaline or something in his in his do you think he's a di- i can't remember what it was. do you know what was wrong with him because it looked like he might have been diabetic or something um, i think he, he had allergic really... sickness or something yeah he had Where something he was wrong in that in that regard yeah but he was also like kind of a drunk he didn't really take care of himself but from what i can see just like he was always like partying with a he was like the jock people. goof yeah i don't he, think it was the different style of climbing like, seri- like completely seriously like the way he probably should have the way like rob was kind of yeah taken seriously um and whereas rob kind of kind of got fucked up by trying to help this guy that was so unprepared but the the smart thing that the director did is a lot of Directors, I think, would show them falling yeah. and, like, dramatize that, but they didn't. There was no music. There was nothing. They just were there, and then they weren't. And you just see Jason Clark just turn around. He doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't have to go, oh, my God, Doug. They, like, let the audience just be like, it's over. His story is over. Like... They even they, and that's how it happens. They even touch on that in the dialogue, too, when they're like, oh, where's Doug? He's like, oh, he's gone. Like, okay. He's gone. They don't say he died. No, he's, they he's say just, he's, gone. he's gone. There was some. And, there was some moments where some of the people were relaying the message that, like, oh yeah, like, like so and so didn't make it back, and then Emily Watson's character kind of just has to react, just be like, okay, thank you for letting us know, like, and then just like the yeah. pain in her face, like you can. She's a great actress, obviously, but just yeah. Then she like, there's one point where she gets the news and she just like gets up and like has to walk out. Uh, I think it was when they had to turn around. Yes, and they're exactly. like, we're not yeah, going to make it up. Are coming um, back and like, the weather's coming. And like, we're going to have to turn it. around. Yeah. We're not going to be able to save them. Uh, and then they have to let Sam we- Sam Worthington know that it's like, right, you're going to have to tell your friend that they're not coming for you anymore. Like that, you're, yeah. you're on your own. A lot of depressing shit in the second act. Uh, but w- the first act, though, like I, I'm not going to lie, I was expecting. It, it's hard to do. But I, I was ex- expecting maybe a little bit more character development with with some of the uh, people, because sure. like, if you get to know them just a little bit more, obviously the death scenes would be way more impactful. Whereas like a lot of these, t- a lot of the times, like it was kind of hard to make out who was who with like all the gear on and the jackets <laughs> and like the masks and stuff. So it was just like sure. it was hard to kind of re- remember who was who with all the different characters and the cast is so big. Um, and so it's not really it's not really a fault of the movie because they are trying to keep true to the story because it was all the, it this happened to so many people it affected so many people's lives. That being said, just like as a movie, the first half you could tell they were trying really hard to to try to develop a lot of the characters, and that kind of ended up being just with Rob Hall, Jason Clark's character, and 
Scott Fisher with Jake Gyllenhaal and maybe a couple others, but they didn't um, really develop Jake Gyllenhaal at all. Because when not, you finally see what he's there, you finally yeah, see what happens to his character. You're just like, oh, okay, he's gone, and then he moves yeah, on. Yeah, not... that's the thing is like, they kind of forget about some of the big characters that like you were thinking were going to be a big part of the of the story. They were just were like, all right, and even with Rob Hall, like he was essential to the first half, and then after that, it kind of just ended up being people at the base camp and like the wives reacting and everything, just the news and obviously to the story. Um, but I mean, that being said, the director nailed it with like the tension and some of the scenes. The some, but one of my big nitpicks happened a couple of times where like it was so obvious where they were on like a soundstage, and the lighting, yeah. the lighting just <laughs> did not match mm-hmm. that actual environment. Environment because like you could tell that they yeah, were the actually on location at times, and then very much like so when they're on like location and just like it's like oh my god this is just way too noticeable. But uh, that's, that's just see I don't notice that stuff because I'm the instrument boy. That, that's good. I did not I, that's great. That I honestly am fucking jealous. <laughs> like, I, I John wish. thought Guardians of the Galaxy actually took place yeah. in space. I did. That's <laughs> really? actually true. Everything yeah, that's, that's happened true. on screen is true. Nothing's yep. a lie. <laughs> Everything's real. I thought real. this was filmed yeah, in 1996. Jason Clark died on that mountain. Yeah, no. War of the Worlds. He did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't talk He's about Nightly was pregnant Jake and from New gone. Zealand. And Josh Brolin yeah. yeah. lost his nose and hands. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Could you do it? No. Could you do this? No. One of the things that I wrote down when I was watching this movie is I would definitely be the first to go. Uh, I'd be the first to turn around. The one scene that I saw, like it was kind of just like an extra. It wasn't even like a main character, but it was just someone like running out of the tent and just throwing up just blood. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that would be me right there. I hundred percent would do that. Like that would just be what would happen. And like the same thing is like you're in like Nepal and you're just like. Like how fast are you going to be able to get to a fucking hospital realistically? I mean, you saw the helicopter rescue, but like Jesus Christ, like Ugh. it's just like you're if you fucked. Were a seasoned if climber, you mess though, up. Spence, that's the thing. It's like I'm not even a seasoned even, climber. I know, but John. If, well, what the fuck? I thought you were. No. <laughs> we could, what are you asking <laughs> me? I gotta go. And I'm just saying, climb if Everest? you had done, no. if you had done a and bunch, like did. say you did a bunch of climbs, like you were a seasoned climber. Say you say you climb over the next five years from here here on out for the next five years. You start climbing mountains. You get really into it. You take on Everest. You get a sponsor to pay for you to get up there. You get your Sherpas. You go to base camp. Do you think at that point, after you're seasoned, and you could consider yourself maybe an amateur slash professional climber, could you climb Everest? It it takes a special type of person. It takes like it's a drive. I, I I think I think like this about UFC fighters and boxers. It takes a loose screw. To be able to go in there and do what you do. It's the same thing for these adventurous or explorers. Like, I just watched a interview that, uh, look up Colin O'Brady. He has the world record for the fastest um, adventurer's Grand Slam or the Explorer's Grand Slam. So he climbed the highest peak in all seven continents. Wow. And climb and hiked the entire landmass of Antarctica in 152 days or something like that. That's insane. Maybe I, he didn't. I he might like not have done the Antarctica oh and the God. hiking thing at the same time, but he did do Kilimanjaro. Um, He's done all seven peaks. I think Mount McKinley, Everest, yeah, Denali, all of those. He did them all. I think he did Denali and Everest in. 
within two weeks of each other. Jesus Damn. Christ. That's insane. Because his girlfriend called him up and said, hey, you just hiked Everest. That's awesome. But if you get on a plane in the next three hours, you can get to Alaska and do Denali. It's like, no, like, wow. no, no, oh, I'm, but I'm he good. did it. <laughs> no. And oh my God, it's, I admire people that have that drive. But then again, your life is in your hands. Right. No, when you're the people who do this, 26,000 feet, in they're the air, risking their lives you and you, yeah, the people like, who do this it. are well aware of the risks. Like oh, you, look sure. at, you look at the, the movie, like, like free solo with that guy where he's literally free climbing. <sighs> oh um, yeah. El Capitan, like At will. these these people are well aware of the fact that I could die any day, and they're okay with that. True, they're they're okay with that based on the thrill and the achievement and whatever, you know, whatever euphoric feeling that they get by completing this this endeavor. So, um, yeah, it, I'm not it, it that just, person either. <laughs> it just comes down to fucking what Dwayne Johnson says: that it's about drive, it's about power. We stay hungry, we devour, we put in the work, put in the hours, and take what's ours. You know, and that's it I for this week's podcast. We'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> and tell me what's my motherfucking name? Rock. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, so our sponsor for today is Zoa. Yeah. <laughs> so, brought to you by Zoa Energy. Oh, uh, Monday, May eighth, uh, coming up in a couple of days. Cherry lime coming to stores near oh, you. Man, I love cherry drop. too. So it's gonna be um, tasty. I'm gonna clip that out and send it to the Rock. Um, yes, please. He knows you. Yeah, remember talking? Remember friend. talking to me on uh, Jungle Cruise? Yeah. Um, remember uh, I worked on Rampage except I lied about it. Remember I had a t-shirt and so then, yeah, I worked on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just give him the people's eyebrows. My Tom worked on it. Oh, who's Tom? I don't know. I don't know. Fucking <laughs> <An> asshole. Remember <laughs> uh, uh, the time you, you saw Zack Snyder peeing in a urinal? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you didn't take the opportunity to go grab his penis, lean over, I mean, look, and go nice. <laughs> see, that would have been a story, Spencer. Instead, Hi, Goose. Instead, you didn't do that. You just awkwardly went, probably went into the stall behind him, took a massive shit, <laughs> didn't pee next to Zack Snyder to have the story. He's like, plug your ears. <laughs> you just he's take like, a shit hired, in the kid. urinal as he's washing his hands. <laughs> like, this is how you do it, Zack. <laughs> no. Anyways. But going back to Everest, like, I will admit I am... Very afraid of heights. I have climbed Mount Katahdin twice, and both times I cried. Right, um, right, yeah. right there. I I would absolutely go and climb Mount Katahdin. If you wanted to go and do that, I would. So I would do it. Eighty-five year old women, get, like f- n- no. It's it's in like uh, Greenville, Maine. I guarantee you, the most like the the most common wrong. amount of people you, that that climb that mountain to, are probably come elderly. I want I want you to come back to Maine. And I want you to go to fucking down to Millinocket, and I want you to climb Mount Katahdin with us for what takes like what six hours to do? Eight I, hours? I could six, probably hours, do it yeah. in two hours. No, you could not. It's not that even experienced. You would be fucking gassed by I the end of the it. fucking day. I could you do it. would be gassed, but it would be worth not it. Not in two hours. You could do knife's I ledge will... or ni- knife's edge, whatever. Knife the, edge, knife yeah. edge, and have a meltdown. Uh, we'll we'll absolutely do that. And okay, knife fine, edge whatever. is very. Is very difficult because I went up. So these are like the the routes. I went up Dudley, which is one of the harder ones, and down Cathedral, which is typically a climbing up point. So me and a friend, it was me, 17, and my friend who was 15, we went by ourselves. We hiked up Dudley, 
got up there, but there's a point where you have to free climb down rocks and then climb up 20 feet like rock climbing. What? Come on. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you have to do that to get up onto the knife edge. And then you've got like another hour on the edge just to get to the peak. And it's literally maybe three, five feet wide. Just take a helicopter or something like that. You don't have a lot of room. And the weirdest thing about it is if you're talking at Chimney Pond, which is at the basin of the mountain, if someone is talking with their normal speaking voice, you can hear them at the top of the mountain clear as as day. I believe it. And it's terrifying. Inappropriate stuff at the bottom of the mountain. People at the top could hear you absolutely um but if you yell down to them they can't hear you so that's the weirdest part but i remember this is way off topic but i i started crying (laughs) and i started singing to myself the song fire and rain by james taylor (laughs) to make myself feel better and my buddy owen just goes nate we can stop and i was like no dude i'm good i'm good i just have sunny days i thought would never (laughs) yep it was that one yeah (laughs) Hey, that was whatever it yeah. takes to get you through yeah. it. I mean, if we, I think, I think that's something that we absolutely need to all go and do. We'll make a vlog. Maybe out of next it. summer, if you guys yeah, want we'll to do that. Spend a I'll, year I'll... going to like the, the the gym to the stair stepper. We'll just do that, fucking like all the time. Get our asses nice and juiced up, and we'll go I mean, and do guys, it, guys. I feel like if I can play eighteen holes of disc golf, I could probably fucking. And you know what, John? John how, about, how, about, S- no, no, how about you use that fucking method, and then a year from now, we'll see how you hold up in conditioning, okay? They uh, should make a disc golf course on Mount Katahdin. Like, you climb the mountain, and then there's there's every, like, thousand feet, or every, like, hundred feet, there's another basket where you have to hit it with your What we should do, though, is John- once we get to the top, we should play fucking Frisbee and just, like, pass the Frisbee. Yeah. We it just, just keeps like going. It just keeps going fucking Bailey forever. Island. Land oh on top of, like, it ends up house. at my house. Yeah, exactly. Like, how did that yeah, get here? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just um, become professional mountain climbers, and we'll say our inspiration is Jason Clark and Everest. Sure. Yeah. I'm Paul. glad that we were able to pull <laughs> this back to Everest. <laughs> yeah. The one yeah. thing I will say, though, is, like, I don't mind these, like, these, like survivalist-type movies, adventure movies. I will say the movie that I think has done it the best still is 127 Hours. The James Franco, Danny Boyle film of Aaron Ralston when he gets his arm pinned between the boulder. That is one of your favorite movies. And he has movies, to like cut it off with a fucking pocket knife. In terms, of, but, like, in terms of like also like the filmmaking <laughs> aspect, like it's very well edited. The directing is on point. The performance is it's kind of like it's a cheat. It's just one performance technically, but just like it's way more just. I don't know. I I felt more invested in that one than I did this. Uh, here I was just kind of like. All right, just like I'm gonna sit back and just let the story hit me in the gut. <laughs> just, just go ahead, wind up and punch it's me. Kind of all you can do. Let me feel it. Um, and also maybe with 127 hours, you have that kind of like positive ending. Uh, that might be the difference there. Um, and it's all claustrophobic. Yeah, and just intense and yeah. But uh, I'm not gonna say this was a bad movie at all. I mean, I was very thoroughly into it for sure. Like I, I wasn't really bored throughout the movie. Um, I just was kind of depressed. And I was sad right. <laughs> while watching this movie. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't regret owning it. I'm fine, you know, put it on the shelf and never, maybe never watch it ever again. Maybe we'll do, like, an adventure marathon someday. I don't know why, but... Uh, we'll do I'm another podcast to talk about Everest again. Yeah. N- no. Uh, never. <laughs> we just recycle <laughs> yes, this yes, one. Next just week. throw it in there. Uh, next <laughs> week we'll do that. But my final grade, I'm going to go... I'm going to go three and a half out of five. 
I liked it. I thought it was really good. Uh, just in terms of the the, the the filmmaking aspect of it, the cinematography is good. The performances are good. There's nothing really bad about it. Just the fact that maybe an hour and forty minutes would be a little nicer instead of two How hours. How long is this movie? <clears throat> it's two, two hours, hours and one minute. Really? It's two hours and one minute, wow. and I think maybe that it, it, the first half it's like eight minutes of credits, and yet we're still yeah, asking sure. for more character development, which is interesting. And yeah, and that's interesting. But I think that's maybe just like in terms of the story. There's so many characters, and they're just trying to serve the story justice and, and yeah. include everybody that needs to be included, and that's fine. That's that's totally cool. Um, but it's just like yeah, August Osage County, where there's so many characters, and you just want to know more about Julia Roberts. It definitely kind of felt more of like an event movie, as in like it, it would have been more <laughs> worthy to watch. Uh, I have no idea what you were even referencing. It's just a so stupid like... fucking movie that's almost like a stage play that came out in like 2014 that's fucking garbage. Um, yeah. Three and a half yeah, out of five. Nate. I liked it. It's good. Okay. That's a good score. Cool. Very respectable I'm, score. I'm going to up your three and a half and raise it a four. Okay. I was actually very invested the second time around, at least knowing a little bit of what was happening, but then realizing how amazing this cast was. And I do think this was, pro- this has probably been Jason Clark's best performance. Like I, I can't so. name a lot of other things that he was in, but he was a good leader. Don. He was cautious, like a smart leader should, but he just made that one fatal mistake of helping his friend achieve his dream kind of thing. And it kind of cost them both, but they just, I thought everyone in it gave solid performances. Jason Clark was a standout. I love Elizabeth Debicki. She's just awesome. She didn't even say a whole lot, but she was just there, which instantly gave this movie a three. The accent. Um, she's instantly but, a smarter doctor. Like she's the reason I watched Tenet again, like just because she was in it. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go four out of five. As far as like disaster, adventure, survival movies. I thought this one did a pretty good job. It had a good scope to it. It made me feel like I was falling sometimes. Some of the shots where it was like high up, I was like, yeah, I don't like heights. I don't like the angles. And it just, it hits you in the feels. Like when that Russian guy who was tough, didn't need oxygen at all. When he comes down the mountain and he's just tears and he's not saying a word, you just know how much this has impacted everybody. Even the toughest guy. So... I th- think they did a really good job. So I'll stick four out of five for me. Very respectable yeah, grade. I'm right there with you guys. Like the thing is, is like this is a very good movie. Um, the only issue again is like there's so many movies that are like this out there where it's just the subject matter is so kind of demoralizing and just sad and bleak that uh, you know it's hard to to get past that and be entertained to a point where you find yourself excited and happy and it's just not a, not an emotion this movie's trying to give you in the first place. So uh, you need to go into this movie knowing what you're getting into. If you know the actual story, then you know exactly what you're getting into. But um, for those of you who don't, I mean, it's just it's a movie that you know a lot of people die. It's a it's a very sad story in the '90s. And I I think one thing I did like is the um, the costume design in this movie, where the, it, there is there is a fair amount of like kind of those fluorescent colors, and especially with like Jake Gyllenhaal and um it's that was one thing i noticed um everyone's got north face on i used to work at the north face so that was another kind of nostalgic thing for me where everyone has their north face duffel bags and it's way to make it personal okay what 
Yeah. What? I'm not allowed to make it personal. It's my personal opinion <laughs> on the know. film. What the fuck? If Everest were if Everest were to win an Oscar, John would have said, "I want to get thanked because you know I I worked there and the I got fired because I was on my phone too much." Yeah. No. Exactly. You know, I really <laughs> related to Everest because it's a movie, and I I worked at the theater. It's a, it's a movie theater. So it's just like, <laughs> Shut the you know, fuck. It's a nostalgic to me up. because it's a movie to release in the movie theaters when I worked there. So it's just you know. <laughs> I, I watched wrestling when I was a kid, and I went to the movie theater and saw Skyscraper. Me and Johnson are best right friends. Now. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm part of it. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I work with dogs, so uh, my dog Skip and and fucking yeah, those are my favorite movies. Wait, so what you what'd you give the movie? I haven't fun great yet. I was still talking, and well, you guys made up. fun of me, dicks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think there's if a we lot were to of do a podcast all about that. I would join every day. I think there's a lot of incredible, impactful, and sad, and kind of moving tension-filled scenes in this movie and most of which do happen with jason clark's character and i think it's 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 a testament to his acting i think they gave him the most to work with in this movie however he he does a great job and i think he honestly in my opinion acts circles around people like jake gyllenhaal and josh brolin in this movie and Karen knightley with their accent it's solid i don't think i'm gonna watch this movie anytime in the next decade but uh it's a it's a sad story that was executed very well and a pretty solid, sad disaster slash national disaster movie. So I'm going to match Spencer's grade. It's a three and a half out of five. It's good, not great, um, and it executes Respectful. exactly what it sets out to do. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's like it. This... Yeah. Wait, the director. <laughs> I want to, real quick. Oh, no, never mind. I, I thought he directed like a Oh, he directed a drift after this. That Shailene Woodley um, oh, I've disaster seen that. movie. I've seen that. <clears throat> that movie was okay. So, like, I don't know. John, he, it's because you love Shailene Woodley. <laughs> that's it. He kind of has. She bathes in mud. Like, like that. Survivalist type of interest oh, when it comes shit. to filmmaking. He has a TV series called Trapped that he directed all of the episodes for. He has another movie called The Deep. Uh, and he also directed Two Guns with Denzel Dude, Washington he also and Mark did, Wahlberg. Oh, dear he directed God. Beast, which comes out in a couple weeks with and that's the other thing. There you go. He directed Beast. Yeah, that's the one of the only movies that comes out shit. this month uh, in theaters is Beast with Idris hmm. Elba. Is that the one about the lion? Yeah. yeah, or a lion or something. <laughs> the uh, poster is so garbage, bro. This movie, I hope it's not stupid. But surprise, it's, it's stupid. not a streaming movie, but you know, you know, it could be inter- interesting. Um, Give Idris Elba $5 million. He'll do I whatever you want. I hope his kids get torn to shreds on camera. It's going to be okay. awesome. Okay. Not his real kids. The kids <laughs> in the film. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Though. Yeah. But I mean, with the with Everest, I mean, with the 73% around Tomatoes and a 68% audience score, I'd say we're kind of like right along those lines. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, a spectacle movie with a very tragic story. So if that is kind of up your alley, I'd say check it out. Uh, but it's not streaming on any platform so you might want to wait until it comes to like a netflix amazon prime hulu situation i wouldn't say or be like go Spencer, out and rent it and buy, the, buy it the blue way. Um, but yeah you know, i feel like it was on netflix at one blue point way. like a few years was. ago and then yeah um yeah oh well. anyways well next it. next week uh we'll kind of switch up the pace just a little bit we're going to be talking about uh we're back to my picks this is a movie that i grew up watching actually <sighs> Quite a lot. It was one of the only movies that I had in the, the iTunes library. I had it on the iPod Classic, that like tiny little screen, and I would watch this movie like I on like bus rides. Uh, <laughs> and so I'd, I'd watch this movie so many times, but I, I haven't seen it from start to finish, probably in like ten years. But it's a movie. I mean, you guys have known me. I mean, John, I've known you for about ten years. Nate, we're coming up on ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've talked about this movie so much. 
I'd be like, you guys have to go and watch. You have to go and watch 310 to Yuma, the remake with Russell Crowe and Christian Bale. It's one of my favorite westerns for some reason. Uh, just, oh, but western. just have fun with it. it is. That's all. It, it, the episode will come out next week, but just just have fun with it. It's a, it's a western. It's an action movie, but the performances are really it's good. Like cat and mouse. It's the type the of con- movie. Like the contrast of characters is excellent. The contrast of characters okay. is excellent. Just between Russell Crowe and Christian Bale, the score is fucking incredible. Uh, and just it's it's an entertaining movie. It's not going to be your favorite movie of all time, but it's going to be a change of pace of some of these other films that we're talking about. You never now. know, but yeah, who knows? I have no idea. I might what give it's it about. a six out of five. I just know yeah. that one of the other movies you used to watch in your iPod Classic was Chicago. Um, but yeah, no, three ten to Yuma next week. I'm very excited for you guys to finally watch it because, like I, I kind of never really got to that point. You guys haven't seen this movie before, and I've been clamoring for you guys to watch it for so many years. So. 310 to Yuma. It's a fun little action Western film with some great performances and a great score. So it's on HBO Max. So if you guys have an HBO Max subscription, go and check it out because it's definitely worth it. Uh, and that's the film that we're going to be talking about next week. So come back to the podcast feed unless, for 310 uh, to Yuma. Unless Warner Brothers removes it because they can. No, it'll, it'll still be there. Uh, but I have the Blu ray, and I prob- I'm sure one of you guys do too if you bought a Blu ray grab bag at some point. Um, I, I think you're right. Actually, I might have it, to look. But, <laughs> I would yeah. check just to see. I mean, because Blu-ray quality is five times better than it is on streaming. Um, so yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening. If you did to uh, this episode of Everest, uh, let us know in the comments on our Instagram at those movie dudes what you thought of this movie. Uh, too bad we're watching this in the summertime where we can't go into like a ski mountain and take a nice little thumbnail of the Everest Blu-ray on the oh snow uh, at like Sugarloaf or something. You're gonna have to take uh, a picture of this just one. Do something else. Yeah, uh, half the reason I bought it. Uh, so yeah, anyways, um, <laughs> subscribe to <laughs> our podcast feed days. at Those Movie Dudes and follow us at Those Movie Dudes on Twitter. And- <laughs>